What's up, my beautifully built crew? What's going on? Thanks so much for coming by and pressing play today on another episode of the Beautifully Built Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Impat, and today I have on a guest. His name is Jacob, and Jacob is so real. Oh, his story just really was so touching, and you know, I just love bringing on people that are willing to be so open and so vulnerable because I don't know about you, but when I hear other people's story, it almost gives me that permission to go a little bit deeper into my own story. And as you're gonna see today, healing our past, our trauma, our pain, all of those memories that get stuck emotionally trapped within us is what is going to be so powerful to propel you forward in the life that you truly want to create for yourself. It all comes down to really looking into our past and healing anything that's causing us to dull our shine. So Jacob's story today is incredibly inspiring. I'm so excited for you to meet him and connect with him, but I'm also so excited for you to start taking a deeper look into your life and setting the intention to heal what no longer serves you. So Jacob, thank you so much for coming on the show, being so real and sharing your heart with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course opportunity yeah so happy to have you so yeah introduce yourself tell us tell us a little bit more about yourself absolutely so my name is Jake Kaufman I'm a life coach and an executive business coach so I have a coaching and consulting business where I mean my vision my vision my mission really is to offer transformational coaching services to mission-driven entrepreneurs and the next generation of global change leaders oh the ripple effect Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, in many ways, I'm the coach's coach. Cool. Very cool. So how did you step into that role? So that I would have to go a little bit further back. Yeah. I stepped into personal development almost five years ago. Mm. I came out to California for the first time specifically because I knew that I needed a change in my life. Mm. I was 29 years old. I was working in the fine dining industry in Chicago. So opening restaurants, it, it was very much the world of overwhelm, overwork, burnout. And yeah. I got to the point in my life where I knew that I wasn't doing my calling. I wasn't living my life's purpose. Yeah, you weren't fulfilled. Absolutely. Yeah. And I actually knew what that was. Mm. I was just too scared to actually step into it. Ooh, interesting. So you had this intuition feeling, you knew you were supposed to be doing something more? Absolutely. For the longest time, I knew that I was meant to be an author and a speaker. Cool. Yeah, I bet so- there are so many people listening right now that are like, damn. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be doing more, but I'm scared. Totally. I think we so often hear from people who don't know what their life's purpose is mm. and they're unsure. Mm. And a lot of that has to do with simply the disconnect between their heart and what they truly want. Mm. For me, I had the opposite problem. I knew what I had always wanted to do. And in many respects, what I believe I was meant to do. Yeah. I was just too scared of actually stepping into it, yeah. which had me living in this ongoing cycle of resistance, which ultimately is simply self-sabotage. Yeah. And so it had me choose professions, choose relationships that were out of alignment with what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And 
in doing so, I was largely ignoring my gifts. Yeah. It's and amazing how it gets, it, we get into this repetitive cycle when oh. we're ignoring, ignoring the signs, ignoring the calling. It's like yep. this repetitive cycle and it, it is, it's so frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was ignoring my purpose that, that had me in a dead end job had me get fired from every professional job I've ever had simply because I wasn't listening. Mm -hmm. I wasn't listening to my calling and I wasn't honoring my purpose. And so that's what had me come out to California was to actually invest in my personal development. So I attended a emotional intelligence leadership training in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. It was really incredible an experiential training that really brought me face to face with not only what I knew I was already meant to do, but it brought me face to face with everything in my life that wasn't working. Mm. That which was ultimately keeping me from stepping into my life's purpose. Mm. And as soon as I did, of course, I was just hooked. Yeah. The idea of constantly elevating and working on myself yeah. to step into my highest potential, I was instantly instantly hooked and that's what had me move out here shortly thereafter yeah. and I, I really just kind of dive excuse me I really just kind of dove into the deep end of my own personal development mm -hmm. and didn't leave <laughs> because oh, I totally feel you I'm addicted to my I'm really grateful my mother introduced me mm -hmm. to many spiritual teachers in this world of personal development at such a young age. And yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of closet personally developing. I, I okay. hit it. I don't even know why. Yeah. It, was, it was something that like, I was constantly like, it was like a passion that I just kept in the dark for a long time, which is really interesting. It's interesting that it's part of my story, but it's, it's addicting. It really, yeah. really is addicting. Once you start feeling what it feels like to evolve into that next mm -hmm. version of yourself, it's like, really, what else is possible? Yeah, absolutely. And for somebody who's always been a big dreamer, mm. I've always known that I was meant for more yeah. on some level. And I don't know how many people listening will resonate with this, but for me, going back to my early childhood, growing up in a small farm town in Michigan, on some level, I always knew that I was meant to impact people mm -hmm. and that I was meant to change the world. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do with uh, simply the role that I played Growing up, both within my family and within my friends, I never felt like I truly fit in. Mm. And that was for a variety of reasons. But suffice it to say, that's what ultimately had me move to California because I knew that I was missing something as to why I wasn't able to bring myself to actually pursue what I knew was always meant for me. And so it had me living in this cycle of fear and avoidance and ultimately resistance. So insofar that I kept pushing away what I knew was always meant for me. And it's because I didn't know who I was yeah. on some level. And that actually ties into directly. And I didn't find this out until later, of course, going through all of the personal development work that I was investing in, that it ultimately tied back to the sexual abuse that I experienced growing up mm. insofar that I didn't feel not only capable 
of what I always wanted to do, but I didn't feel worthy of the results on the other side of it. Yeah. And when we don't feel worthy of something, what do we do? We push it away. Yeah. And so I knew that there were so many layers of healing that needed to happen in order for me to get into a space of actually being able to take action in the direction of my dreams and in the direction of my vision because on so many levels, I didn't feel safe to be able to do so. Mm -hmm. And it was that, that constantly had me in fear, not just of what people would think or how they might respond, but it actually had me in fear of the physical ramifications. Yeah. Because going back to my abuse, being seen standing out meant getting physically hurt. Mm. And so it completely felt unsafe for me, not only emotionally, but physically speaking as well. My body would have a somatic reaction Mm. to vulnerable conversations, to conflict, to anything that would take me back to that moment in my early childhood growing up when the abuse happened. And so it was truly intentionally working on myself in that respect that allowed me to to move beyond my pain and into my purpose. Because then I was able to actually see that the source of my power came from the source of my pain. Wow. Hmm. Wow. How inspiring. Because it's it's so true that there's so many people who have been through trauma. Everybody. Mm has been through trauma, but it's, it's recognizing it. it it's very, very humbling when you think about it. Yeah, it is because there is this misconception that, that trauma um, only applies to say an acute incident, yeah. like a traumatic car accident yeah. or sexual abuse or sexual mm-hmm. assault. But like you mentioned, everyone's experienced trauma. Trauma takes on many different forms. It can be something like, loneliness, isolation, illness, getting fired from a job, going through a breakup. It can be any number of those things. It can be something as simple as a conversation that you had growing up that made you feel alone. Yeah. I was just talking about this yesterday on my Instagram story, some trauma that I've been really working through as I step into my role as a teacher is Mm -hmm. being dyslexic. I had a learning disability growing up and it was really traumatic for me because my teachers would always treat me like I was different. Mm. They made me feel like I was this big. You know, they would call on me to read out loud in class when they knew that I was so uncomfortable reading out loud in class and that traumatic experience Mm. I can literally feel myself curling up in a ball, wanting to hide under a desk, you know? Mm, and for right. so long, I didn't see that as trauma. You mm. know, I just, I just saw that as an experience that happened. So yeah, trauma just comes in so many shapes and sizes. Absolutely. And it, it, it goes so far beyond the actual incident. There's so many different facets to it. There's what happened before. There's what happened during, there's what happened around you while it was happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's even what happened after the fact. And what happened after the fact is oftentimes more traumatic than the incident in and of itself, Mm -hmm. because that's when we make up the stories about ourselves that we carry into adulthood, that we carry into relationships, that we carry into our 
professional life that ultimately impedes our ability to create the life that we were always capable of creating. Mm. And so for you, I'm hearing that that is what you experienced is it wasn't the dyslexia mm -hmm. that, that was nearly as traumatic as the stories that you made up about yourself because yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the stories that I continued making up all through college, yep. you know, I'm bad at learning, I'm bad at school, I'm bad at reading, I'm bad at this. And it's like, I got to this point where I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being bad at this. I'm ready to right. do this. I'm so ready. Absolutely. Because when you continue to recycle that story, you continue to bear the fruit of that story. Yes. Mm -hmm. Isn't that Because whatever stories we carry around, we simply manifest from the space of those stories, mm -hmm. whether it be health, wealth, or relationships, it really doesn't matter. Every tangible physical result that you have in your life is a direct reflection of the internal conversations mm -hmm. that you are having with yourself about yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. so, so tell us a little bit more about your story. How did you, how did you A, recognize that this yeah. was really holding you back? And, and what were some of the beginning steps? You know, there's a lot of people listening right now that are probably kind of like, mm -hmm. wow, now that, you, now that you mentioned something, I actually do have quite a few memories and experiences that were pretty traumatic. So where do people even start? Sure. I mean, I think it first and foremost starts with desire. Yes. Ooh. Right. It's, it's gotta be rooted in vision. You know, for myself, I can say that I knew what I wanted. I just didn't know why I wasn't taking action toward it. Mm. And so it was really being in the discovery of, okay, I know I want this type of life. I know that my purpose is, is to be an author, is to be a speaker, is to inspire and impact other people to be the best version of themselves. Mm. Why am I not doing it? Why am I not taking action on it? Because when I speak with the vast majority of my clients, even people who are my clients, it, you often realize very quickly that it doesn't come down to them not knowing what they want. It comes down to them being too scared to go after it. Yeah. And that begins the process of discovery. Okay, why are you scared? Mm. Where does that come from? What is that rooted in? What are people going to think of me? What if I sound stupid? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so it's, it's really rooted in desire. Mm. What do you want? And if you don't have it, what is keeping you from it? So for me, it started with the desire to actually lean into my potential and live up to my purpose. And so when I started down this personal uh, development road, it actually happened before I moved out to Los Angeles because it was the first time that I started working with a mentor. Mm -hmm. And it was during that period of time that I actually acknowledged what I went through as abuse because um, my sexual abuse actually happened uh, in front of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It happened in front of all of the friends that I grew up with mm. and nobody stopped it. And in fact, after the fact, it was turned into a joke. Wow. And so in my adolescence, I began to see it as a joke myself. Yeah. And so and was, that, was that kind of um, a mechanism to make yourself feel more comfortable? Do you think? 
Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. It was truly to protect myself yeah. from mm -hmm. the pain yeah. of the incident. Mm -hmm. yep. So by turning it into a joke, I was able to avoid labeling it for what it was. Yeah. And then of course, acknowledging that it was that incident that had me push away love and intimacy and connection and vulnerability and is what had me continue to sabotage in every area of my life to push away what was meant for me. Mm. And so that's really when it started was acknowledging the abuse first and foremost that I was actually able to work through what had happened and the stories that I had made up around it to be able to actually start to heal from it. Mm -hmm. So much is rooted in awareness because 95% of our ongoing thoughts and beliefs are driven by the subconscious mind, yeah. which means that we don't actually, we're not actually aware of them, mm -hmm. right? The vast majority of our behaviors are driven by subconscious beliefs. Mm -hmm. So, cause I mean, if you were to interview anybody, mm -hmm. anybody, I guarantee you that they know on some level they're just scratching the surface of their potential. Yes. <laughs> on some innate fundamental level, they know deep down, even if they're not willing to talk about it or they haven't yet admitted it to themselves, if you were to be intentional and have a conversation with them about their potential and the life that they truly want, you would discover very quickly that most people are only scratching the surface of their potential. I mean, even Jeff Bezos talks about this. Mm -hmm. If you talk to him about his vision, it goes so far beyond what he's currently doing in Amazon, yeah. despite the fact that he's already the richest man on the planet. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. And, and, and this is part of the human condition, in, in my mind, that we are constantly looking to accomplish more, to be more to validate the invalidation that we experience growing up mm. from our ego that on some level we were not enough. Mm. Powerful. And so when it, when it came to my personal growth, it really started with awareness, mm. awareness of what was not working in my life. I love and how you mentioned mentorship too. Mm. really, really powerful. And, and everyone listening knows, you know, what an advocate I am of mentorship because there's mm. so much that we just, we're too close to the picture to see the whole image. And it's so important to have someone help kind of bring some realization to, to you. Do you feel like that your mentor yeah. kind of helps pull some of this out of you? A hundred percent, because until we know better, we can't do better. Yeah. I love it. And, and like I said, you really need someone to guide you. Yeah in order to bring these subconscious beliefs to the conscious level, because until you do, you can't break through them. You can't overcome them. They will continue to recycle themselves. And again, like I mentioned earlier, you will continue to manifest from that space, right? So for example, you used to have a conversation because of your dyslexia, hmm. like that, is there something wrong with me or I'm bad at this, right? Hmm. If I remember correctly, you constantly were applying this story of I'm bad at this to yeah. everything that you were doing or everything that you were interested in doing in your life. Yeah. And it's so funny because very similar to you, um, 
I had um, a really important man in my life, my stepfather at the time, he was an author. Mm. And I would always have cases of his books. And I sure. would hold his books. And in my mind, I would constantly say like, oh, he's so lucky to be able to write a book. Yeah. And I ruled it out for myself. But mm. I knew deep down inside that one day I will write a book. But mm -hmm. there was that part of me too that was like, you can't write a book. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Exactly. And so what did you do? You didn't step into that. Even though it was a desire of yours, you didn't step into that because this story overrided. It did. The, the it was behavior. so loud. Yeah. yeah. The behavior and the action necessary for you to actually write the book. Yeah. And this is the position that we all find ourselves in. Yeah. We all do. That all of our behaviors are driven by beliefs. Your behavior to not take action on writing a book that you wanted to write mm -hmm. is being driven by this underlying belief that I can't do this or I don't have what it takes. Mm, I'm different. Or I'm different, right? Exactly. Yeah, those crazy little stories. Yeah, and it's it's exciting to have this realization that the mind is so limitless and you can reprogram it. And it's really mm -hmm. what I'm in the works of right now. And it's exciting. It's exhilarating to to realize that we have the potential to reprogram any yeah. of these limiting beliefs. Absolutely. And it's so important to to keep in mind because I want to make this so actionable for the people that are listening to this podcast, yeah. whatever that looks like for you in your life, because I, I understand that everyone is fundamentally in a different place, yeah. but it's so important to point out and to speak into what you just said, um, because it reminds me that we never ever rise to the level of our goals. We always fall to the level of our beliefs. Ooh, beautiful. Always. Love how you put that. Right? You had this goal or this dream or this vision to write a book one day, yet your beliefs constantly kept you from that. Yeah. And so working with a mentor or a coach or a therapist is so important because until you become aware of the subconscious limiting beliefs that continue to recycle themselves in the back of your mind that keep you stuck in, I'm not good enough, or I don't have what it takes, or I'm not smart enough, you will continue to tangibly, physically manifest the results of that in your life. For you, it was continuing to push off writing a book. Mm -hmm. For me, it was the same thing. I can't make a living being an author and a speaker. I don't have what it takes to be successful with this. And I constantly pushed that away from me. And I stayed in resistance to what I knew. Not only, not only knew I was always meant to do, but what I truly wanted to do. Wanted to do. I really wanted to do that. Yeah. I just bought into every single story going back to my abuse for why I couldn't. Mm. And so for me, doing the internal work of uncovering what was holding me back was the beginning and the starting point for my liberation, for my freedom to actually be able to feel safe, to feel confident, to rest assured that I could be successful at what I truly wanted to do. 
because you wouldn't have that desire if you weren't capable of it. No, if it's on your mind over and over and over again, it's never going to go anywhere. Absolutely. And so, because again, if we don't know, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> and so when you think about, you know, the beliefs that you've made up about yourself that continue to recycle themselves until you know where they came from, what experience they're attached to. Yeah. You can't reprogram the mind, like mm -hmm. you mentioned, mm -hmm. as far as shifting your perspective, because you can't change what happened to you and you can't change how you felt about it in the moment. But what you can change is your perception of it. Yeah. And that's the thing that you continue to carry around with you and manifest in the physical world mm -hmm. in the way of your health, wealth, and relationships. Mm -hmm. So, it wasn't until I really started working with a one-on-one -on -one coach mm. to dig up and unearth the extent to which these beliefs held me back in my life that I was actually able to step into my purpose. Yeah. It's so nice too, to have someone there that kind of guides you, guides mm -hmm. you along the way and take some of that pressure off and, and easier for you to show up for yourself when you have that mm -hmm. support. Right. And what we need it, we need it. Like I said, 90 to 95% of our actions, our decisions, our behaviors are driven by subconscious beliefs, yeah. which means that we don't know what's driving it. Yeah. So until we know what's not working, we can't fix it. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't that sound pretty simple, huh? Right. Right. But, but this is what our ego does. Yeah. Our ego wants nothing more than to keep us from the awareness because in doing so, it can keep us trapped in it. Playing small, keep us safe. Yeah. Exactly, uh, right. Because our, our ego relies on fear to keep our comfort zone in place. Yeah. It relies on these old stories, these insecurities, these lies, to keep your comfort zone in place. And as long as it can keep you in your comfort zone, it can keep you from growing and elevating and transforming into the person that you were always, always, always meant to become. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting for me. And I'll just share from my personal experience about really what served as the tipping point as far as my life is concerned and why it is I do what I do now was what happened in January of this year, actually, nine months ago, right around this time, I decided that I wanted to actually talk about my experience online. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk about my abuse. And the inspiration behind that was to actually invite people into their own healing process. Yeah. Because like I said, we've all experienced trauma. I, I'm not by any means unique in this. We've all experienced trauma on some level. It, it really comes down to whether or not we've actually taken the steps to address it. Mm. And it was a crazy experience and one that I never could have predicted, but I ended up sharing my story on social media. I ended up posting it on Instagram and Facebook and almost immediately I suffered what I now know as a acute, uh, excuse me, an acute nervous system breakdown. Wow. Basically my nervous system collapsed. And I immediately started vomiting, experiencing vertigo, anxiety, wow. panic attack, sweating, dizziness. It was, it was the, I thought I was going crazy. Yeah. And 
it took working with a certified trauma therapist for me to figure out what happened and what caused that. And it's what brought me back into the space uh, of my trauma and my pain because it was from that experience that I created an image and a perception that was rooted in the desire to not get hurt again or not get taken advantage of again. So that abuse became this defining moment by which my entire personality was formed. The way that I walk, the way that I talk, the way that I interact with others, the way that I take action on certain things, the extent to which I take risks, all of it tied back to this incident because I simply didn't want to get hurt again. And so I hid behind this image, this perception, this persona that others had of me so that when anyone would experience me or look at me, I would protect myself from any opinion, any threat, perceived threat that might result in not only physical pain, but rejection, judgment, ridicule, condemnation, anything in the way of that. Uh, And it was all, like I mentioned, served to protect myself. And so when all of a sudden I share, when all of a sudden I share my story on social media. Most vulnerable moment. Right. When all of a sudden, right, because like I mentioned, I created this persona, this personality to hide to protect myself, to not be hurt again, not get taken advantage of again. And all of a sudden I shared on social media. And what do you think my inner child did? <gasps> it freaked out because yeah, all on, of a sudden- On I, such an extreme level, I can on imagine. Such, on such an extreme level that on the somatic physical level, my body literally could not cope with the experience. Wow. Because- all it knew in that moment was we're going to get hurt. We have nothing to keep us safe. This image, this perception, this persona that we've relied upon for years, for 20 years to prevent us from getting hurt is no longer there. Yeah. And so it actually caused my nervous system to collapse and it ended up in about three to four months Wow. Of, of, of sickness and illness wow. uh, where I was constantly experiencing panic attacks. I was experiencing anxiety. Mind you, I had never had a panic attack in my life before this wow. moment in my life. And, you know, yeah. I think one of the things that's really just so eye-opening to me as well and something that I always preach to people is that this stuff is life work. There's oh yeah. Done. There's no there, you know, and it's amazing that you had already been seriously on your journey. And oh yeah. Right. I was, wow. I was oh, at the time I, I had been at the time the ner- my nervous system collapsed. I had been deeply embedded in personal development and emotional intelligence work, having worked with multiple coaches, gone through several workshops for almost four years. years. Right? Yeah, I was going to say yeah, right. years. Almost wow. four years at that point. And all it did was expose a new layer that a had yet layer. to be healed. 
We always have new layers, always. Absolutely. And we always will mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, when you think about it, while we are healing from the past, what are we experiencing? We're simultaneously living in the present moment. Yes. And so we're having new experiences, new interactions, new relationships that are either doing one of two things. In my yeah. mind, they're either adding to our healing process or contributing to it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I can, and I can laugh at it now in, in retrospect. But it was fairly I, recently. It was very recent. It wasn't wow. until about June um, or Ju July, actually, two months wow. ago, Jeez. that I really felt on the other side of this because even when I shared my story on an emotional and a mental level, I had, I was at peace with what had happened to me. I truly was. Mm -hmm. I had been for a number of years, actually, because like you mentioned, all of the work that I had done up until that point, but physically speaking, somatically speaking, the toxins that produced themselves as a result of my trauma were still stored in my body. Yeah. Because whenever we experience something painful or traumatic, we experience it in a variety of ways. We experience it mentally and emotionally, of course, but we also experience it somatically. And those experiences produce toxins in our body. And unless we process mm. those experiences adequate, adequately, we store those emotions in the body. And the body is constantly keeping score and keeping record of those experiences and all it is doing is continually storing those negative emotions, those toxins as a result of those unprocessed emotions in our muscle tissue fibers, in our fascia, in our mitochondria. And it becomes part of our neurochemical makeup. And our neurochemical makeup, if, and if I'm going too fast for anybody. Else, no, I love it. Keep is, going. We is, love this it. Is, this is a straight up Dr. Joe Dispenza work. Oh, I'm going to see him in November. Are you really? Oh, I'm jealous. Where are you going? Sedona. Oh my gosh. I know. I might have to look into that. But yeah. um, this, this is this is not woo-foo people. This is like, this is proven This is science. scientific. This is yeah, quantum this, physics. This is, this is real. Yes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is not a uh, philosophy out philosophy as i would put it this is mm. this is truly physics um that our neurochemical makeup is liter literally responsible for our perceptions our reactions what we take action on the risks that we take how we interact with people and of course the external world simply reflects right back to us the energy that we put out the actions that we take and so it wasn't until I worked with um, a, a practitioner to be able to actually drain my body of these neurochemical toxins that were wow. storing themselves in, you know, like I mentioned, my muscle tissue fibers, my fascia, my mitochondria, um, to be able to actually start to act in a different way, perceive in a different way, live in a different way. Wow. And what an experience. Yeah. And, and for those of you wondering, you're like, okay, wow. And <laughs> like, what were the tangible results? Uh, because I, I know that everybody's kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially if you're new to this work or you're unfamiliar with it. Um, but just to give you an idea, uh, I, I didn't have my own business in January. I'm very new to entrepreneurship. Uh, relatively new to the coaching space, despite having gone through and experienced so much coaching of my own over the years. 
but in between starting my business in January of this year, leading up to this moment as we speak, um, I, I literally have ownership in like four or five different companies now, and I, I've reached seven figures as of like three weeks ago. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, and you know I'm 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 doing more towards my vision than I ever have in my entire life. You stepped I'm, into your potential. Yeah, yeah. Stepping yeah. into your potential every day. Of course, of course, and as are you. And I love that we're having this mm. conversation. And I want to make sure that I point out um, specifically when it comes to the results that I just mentioned is that uh, this is to really show people what is possible for them when they do this work. Because for me, I was constantly living paycheck to paycheck, getting fired from one job after the next, after the next, after the next, living in a constant cycle of fear and scarcity only to be able to break free from that in a very profound way in a relatively short period of time in a way that my results, when you look at them now are like, what? It's worth it. It is worth it. (laughs) A hundred percent. So for anybody listening on, on this podcast right now, I would, I would absolutely implore you that when it comes to living the life of your dreams and having everything that you've ever wanted, stepping into your purpose, achieving your highest potential. If somebody were to ask me, what's the one bit of advice that you could possibly give for me to do all of those things and achieve all of the results on the other side of that, it would be in doing the deep inner healing work. Mm. It feels so good for me because all of the listeners have heard this so many times. So I just love Mm -hmm having so many people that are willing to be vulnerable and share their stories because it is so worth it. It is a scary step to take. It is because a lot of the times we don't like looking within. It's easier to stay in the physical world. It's way easier to stay in the physical world, but you're not going to reap when you get stuck in the physical world. When you're willing to come within, that's when you're going to truly elevate. A hundred percent because when you look at our society in general, People do not know the truth of who they are. Yeah, no. They know their name, they know their age, they know the identities, but yeah, on that deeper level. Right, and and what we end up doing, and this is 100% the intention of the ego to keep you stuck, is looking to other things or other people to inform us of who we are. The money in our bank account, the success from our job, the romantic relationship in our lives, our friendships, our possessions. And what we do is we surround ourselves, we surround our truth with all of those things. And we look to those things to inform us of who we are and our worth and what we're capable of causing and creating in this world, which isn't true. And it has us so disconnected from ourselves that in this moment, and this is true right here, right now, that never before have there been a, has there been a higher rate of teen suicide. Never before have we experienced a greater level of death due to drug and alcohol overdose or opioid addiction in this country. Mm. And it's because we don't know who we are. We're so disconnected from ourselves that we 
are constantly attributing who we are to things that have nothing to do with us and everything to do with what is outside of us Mm. that causes us to turn to something else to cope with the disconnect that we feel, the loneliness that we feel, the internal struggle that we feel. And I, I just can't, I can't reiterate enough the importance of knowing who you truly are because if you don't know who you truly are your ego is going to constantly inform you of who you're not Mm -hmm. and it's going to keep you trapped inside of comfort trapped inside of other people's expectations and fear of judgment or fear of rejection that is only going to keep you from what has always been meant for you and from living your highest potential Mm. love it prioritize yourself yeah and it really just starts and ends with people being willing to share their stories because yeah if as long as you as long as you hold back from sharing your story your story is going to hold you back gosh you have me so inspired i can't wait to do some solo episodes because (laughs) i feel like you know i i love coming to these edges I do love coming to these edges because being super vulnerable, especially on something like a podcast or social media where you don't necessarily know who's listening, it brings you to an edge for sure. But wow, how powerful. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the amount of lives that you've impacted ever since that day months ago that you just submit on that social media post, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. it, It really provided the roadmap for my healing. Yeah. And it pointed me in the direction of my growth. And it's what truly allowed me to unlock my potential because I was no longer being held back by pain, but driven by purpose. Yes. And that can't happen until you address the pain of your past. It really, truly can't. And most oftentimes, we don't even know what that pain is. Mm. We don't until we're actually able, willing to take a deep, honest look and a personal assessment of what is not working in our life. What do we want in relationship to what we have? And is that in alignment with what we know is possible for us? Mm. Because like I said, I, I think if everyone were to take an honest look in the mirror, even though we might be grateful for what we currently have. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And, yeah. Right. And completely thankful for what we have in this present moment because I, I have a lot and I, and I don't, I don't ever second guess that for a moment. And I also know that just I'm capable of so much more. <laughs> yeah. And that I'm just scratching the surface. It yeah. looks like an iceberg, right? Where yeah. on the surface, 10%, 10%, but below the surface is 90%. Yeah. Yes. It, it's such a perfect depiction of not only our conscious mind and our subconscious mind, but our current reality and our potential reality. Mm, These are the type of people that I really want all of the listeners to be surrounding yourself with because, mm -hmm. you know, there's no, Jake's not slowing down anytime soon, you know? So where where can everyone connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. My Instagram handle is at Jacob Kaufman. It's J A C O B K A U F F M A N. So that's Jacob Kaufman on Instagram. Feel free to follow me. Would love to interact with you and connect with you there. My book, Love Me, Let Love In, Live Your Purpose is going to be coming out by the end of this year. So if you want updates 
um, for when the book is going to be released and where to find it. Feel free to follow me there. Would love to interact with you and, and just to serve you quite honestly, because I talk about this a lot on my Instagram. If you follow me already, you know that I'm very, very open about and candid with everything that I've been going through simply because I recognize that it's my way of being able to serve other people and support others in not only finding their purpose, but uh, living up to their true potential. Mm. Thank you so much. What a pleasure it's been having you on the show. And thank you so much for your vulnerability and really, really all of the lives that you're touching by, by being so open and being so real and giving people permission to do the same. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Honestly, I can't thank you enough for not just having me on here, but just the work that you do and the voice and the platform that you provide to others to be able to pass this on. Yeah you know, what you're creating, it, it's providing a ripple effect and a domino effect for others to be able to connect with who they truly are and other people who have gone before them to actually feel safe and comfortable to do so. Beautiful. Thank you so much. We'll definitely have to have you back on the show again soon. Oh my gosh. Would love to. Would love to. Thank you so much once again for having me on today. Thank you. See, I told you it was another bomb episode. Thank you so much, Jacob. Hey, do any of you know anyone that would like to come on the Beautifully Built podcast and share a bit of their story? I'm going to be looking for some new people to bring on to the show. So if you know anyone, please reach out to me on Instagram. I would love to connect and hear their story. My Instagram is a underscore healthy underscore attitude. So come on over, send me a DM, maybe tag them in my post or something like that so we can connect and bring them on the show and create some more magic in these interviews. So thanks so much for all the recommendations and I will catch you very soon on the next episode. Whoop.